Hello, and welcome to my Mind Matters podcast, presented by A Light for Changes, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The win is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a joyous mood with a question from the world of joy cards. The question is, when you look at other people all around you, family, strangers, random people you interact with daily, and your friends, what do you notice about how and when they seem to be filled with joy? Enjoying themselves. What kind of things do they do or say? Most people I observe expressing joy do so in fleeting moments with friends or celebrating something. They adorn a simple smile or a laugh that says they are appreciative of the joy they are experiencing. I see signs of joy in people that are more subtle, like they are trying to hide the fact. Sometimes it's a twinkle in their eye when they sense or interact with something that makes them feel happy or even calm. You see the change in a person's demeanor when their pet approaches or when their favorite song comes on. It is like their spirit gets a little lighter as they lift their chin and pull back their shoulders. My favorite is joyful pride. A person's body opens to the world like they are about to release a beam of energy from their heart. The joy of innocent beauty seems to bring a tear to almost every eye, be it a wedding or a sunset. While something inspirational will have you gasp in awe. There are some people in my little world that seem to live in joy. They appreciate the little things and chase the fun. My neighbors are so cute and their love so joyful, always playing and giggling with each other as if they were still kids. Some people seem to have arranged their life to be joyous, having chosen a career that brings them joy. The ones who like what they do, do it well, and always have a smile. Then there are those, as myself, the broken joy givers, the altruistic, the ones who have felt what it is like to be without joy and would do anything to prevent the same for others. So they project the opposite of what they felt with kind words to strangers and simple acts of kindness. You feel that by being your light, they feel joy. And when they receive a joyful response, the sadness behind their eyes fades just a little. Joy can sound like a positive description, can look like excitement with tension or quick movements, can project calm with a relaxed demeanor, just as much as it could be a laughing squeal. Joy presents itself in thousands of different ways, and each person can express joy differently in different moments. This is Season 3, Living with Joy, Episode 9, Respect Yourself Like a Royal. We respect royals because they seem so much grander than the rest of us. Yes, their money runs deep, but the way they carry themselves is what captures our attention and captivates us. Royals still hold the highest authority to this day. And if you view yourself as royalty, then you give yourself the highest authority over your own life. When you respect yourself like a royal would, 
You allow yourself to find dimensional self-love, the confidence to play, and the ability to rule with compassion. Every morning when you wake, you can put on your imaginary crown, look yourself in the mirror, and remind yourself you are worth the respect of a royal. We idolize royals despite knowing they have lives chock full of indiscretions because they are so fascinating. Loving all of who you are is to be a fan of yourself in the same way a royal would. Having a desire to know all about yourself, strengths, weaknesses, and how both benefit you. It is about finding a balance in your strengths and using them to productively contribute to the optimal growth and function of self and community. We all have different strengths to contribute, and it takes all for the ideal to exist. Some people are strong organizers, but lack the ability to go with the flow. When the flow is not as organized, there needs to be a strong problem solver who can step up. Some are strong in their ability to inspire, even the most reluctant and stubborn mind. But for those who lack the ability to be inspired, one who holds strength in wisdom can bring fact and function to consideration. Some will be strong in creating, others in building, some will be visionaries, while others will maintain the status quo. However, you cannot focus only on your strengths, or you may overlook some important factors. <clears throat> Someone who is very organized may overlook issues in operation or the conditions in the productive environment by being too focused on the objective they are organizing towards. Someone strong in athletics may overlook the capability of their peers. Someone strong in linguistics may take for granted the barriers others face. We should all humble our strengths by recognizing we are also capable of weakness. It may seem difficult to find positivity in weakness, but it is our weakness that gives us our unique perspective. Someone who is impatient is driven towards efficiency. Someone who struggles with an ability to delegate tends to have many skills that round out their capabilities, ensuring they can cover all aspects. Someone who struggles with boundaries is almost certainly willing to tolerate more than others. Someone who struggles with organization can potentially handle uncertainty with greater ease. In the moments we feel weak, we feel the most powerful emotions. These emotions are lessons created just for the feeler to reflect on, that modify perspective to see purpose-driven motivation towards positive change. They drive you to lead yourself and others down a noble path. We lead others by delegating each to contribute strengths alongside those that balance weakness in productivity and encourage growth in modeled example when we work as a team. This is why navigating life can often feel like playing a game. All entities, or players, interacting with the moment, or game prompt, hold their own character traits, like a deck of cards. The difference between life and a game is that it is often better to communicate what each is holding and work in conjunction than it is to hold secret your competitive plays when dealing with real life. However, life doesn't stop, and so we must play every second of every day, taking many moments to reflect on our deck of character traits, to decide which hand is best played in each moment. 
The competitive nature exists in formation of necessary boundaries. Respecting yourself, like a royal, is to create boundaries that protect the best interests. A royal creates a boundary around their lands and will stand firm for crown and country. Your boundaries are around yourself, where crown is the mind and temple is the body, standing firm against anything that would negatively impact either. For centuries, we built walls to guard our weak parts and topped them with strengths like cannons. But now, humanity is littered with cold and imposing castles. It is time to tear down the walls and allow both to rule. Hand in hand, shining bright like the sun and the moon, both doing their part to keep Earth in a functional spin. Lately, I've been playing with my moon cards, as my sun cards are in recovery from a major life battle that fried the neural connections needed to access my sun cards. <clears throat> my confidence card stayed to rule the roost, but now even she grows weary. Compassion has stepped in as ruler, but my entire army of traits needs time to recuperate. Over my life, I have faced many battles, always strengthening my statistics and recruiting new traits. Something about my kingdom has had foes fighting at its borders since birth. My deck of cards has grown too heavy to carry, so I divided it up into hands and send them in every direction from where I sit, hoping to regain my strength to rule my army of traits as a united, unstoppable force once more. Robert Holden, a British psychologist and founder of the Happiness Program, said, your relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. I remind myself to love myself as I would love others by repeating his phrase. Joy is a royal treat provided to those who recognize their strengths, lending them productively to create optimal balance while shining the light on the positive perspective gained from embracing what is considered weak thereby assembling a well-rounded deck of character traits that help you rule over your mind, pushing it to wear the crown of purpose and protecting your body, treating it as a temple, prepared to weather the storm of any of life's challenges. You must love all of who you are to allow yourself to walk your path with purpose, playing with confidence. Everyone experiences life differently. Even identical twins with identical lives will experience different challenges. No matter what you face, it is your life to rule. As a ruler, you must have confidence in the choices you make. A royal must understand the goals of the kingdom as you must understand yours. A royal must justify the sacrifices and accept the consequences of each choice as you must do as well. A royal must stand for success, seeking ways for the kingdom to thrive, as you must do for yourself. A royal rules for that which is within and against that which is not, but always for the greater good. Royals interact with their subjects, allies, and enemies, but hold themselves to a higher standard and act in such a way that demands they be treated as a royal. You must rule your inner self, express self, and your processing of interactions with others 
in the same way a royal would, knowing the goal of your inner self or soul and your expressed self or physical body in character traits will help you align the way your mind processes interactions towards goals, driven reactions and choices. It can often be hard to understand what your goals are when you are raised in a society <clears throat> that nurtures you to fill only its goals, molding you to suit without consideration for the beneficial parts of self that don't fit into the box. In reflection, the goal becomes clear. Reflection is like royal, a royal assembling court to discuss the matters at hand. In court, the hard questions are asked and solutions are debated. At the core of all the discussion lies the goal. When you think to yourself on the hard questions, like what you want out of life, what your past reveals you tend to follow, what makes you happy, and what joy looks like to you, your goals will stand out. Your goal may be prosperity or success, but it may also be family or tranquility. It could be any number of things, and there are just as many ways to get there. The path is made of many goals that interact with circumstances each having a unique set of pros and cons. Being driven towards your goal requires many small steps that demand you to make choices by weighing the odds in favor of your ambition. If your goal is to be healthy, you must sacrifice time and indulgence in your dedication to live by a healthy standard. These are the choices we make and must own what comes along with them. There will be times others won't understand, and that's okay. What matters is that you understand why you made and stand by your choices. Royals must seek growth for their kingdom and fight for the values of their people. If you value a form of growth and have a goal to achieve it, you must stand by your choices as royals do. Recognizing that the heartfelt sacrifice is worth it for the greater good of achieving your purpose. You must understand your choice will bring you closer to success and allow you that knowledge to encourage you to keep a successful stance without wavering uncertainty. Reminding yourself of your stance regularly helps you remember in those hard moments why you are doing what you are. When you are struggling, Thinking about your goals will help you hold your head up with confidence and face any challenge with determination. For a long time, I didn't understand what I valued most, and I achieved with no purpose, always moving on to try something new. By the middle of the second decade, I gained my greatest ambition, my goal to understand what brings happiness, which led me down a wonderful path. It taught me much about self, and the beauty in the world. Along that journey, I discovered that benevolence and knowledge taught my list of values, followed very closely by family. It took many lessons, but I finally discovered my vocational purpose. However, it took me so long to stop trying to be praised according to a societal version of success, along with my limited academia, my past choices prevented me from just assuming the role that suits me best. I own this reality, but now I must find a way to achieve my goal of teaching or counseling to be more to the facts regarding the will to learn and desire for joy.
In recognizing the diversity of my acquired awareness, I concluded I will create an environment that encourages and nurtures understanding in an entertaining way that appeals to contemporary society. I know my awareness will bring me success once I use all my traits in combination, but I need to improve on my dramatic speaking skills and focus on asset acquirement. As Michelle Obama, an American royal and once first lady would say, your success will be determined by your own confidence and fortitude. Joy is yours to obtain when you are driven by your goals. If you choose with determination to achieve your goals and own each choice along the way, standing with confidence that you will be successful in achievement of those goals. Joy will be yours if you believe in yourself and rule your life with compassion and understanding. A royal may rule a kingdom, but your life is your kingdom. The parts of you, your subjects, and the people we associate with are the neighboring kingdoms. Royals may have many subjects to rule fairly, as you have many character traits to express fairly. You need to rule your kingdom of aspects with compassion, letting every part of you shine in your day-to-day -day as the moment calls. Each day is a new chance to discover new aspects of the kingdom that is you. Each experience affects the different aspects of who you are differently. Your logical side might want you to run while your romantic side is head over heels. Your compassionate side might want to help everyone while your financially savvy side screams you're hurting yourself. Your productive side may need a break for a week's vacation while your adventurous side urges you to consider never going back. Your traits are just as contradictory as the assortment of people within a society. You rule over all your parts and should do so with compassion. Feeling the emotions of each aspect that contribute a perspective for you to calculate a choice or reaction that quickly brings joy to all aspects united. Royals must show their humanitarian side and delegate efforts to noble causes, lending their power as incentive to follow. Some moments will scare all aspects of yourself, but the experience is unavoidable when you'll need to comfort and guide yourself through. Sometimes you'll want to make a big change in your lifestyle and the primary traits of your old lifestyle will fight for your commitment as you move your focus to learn new traits, when you will have to nurture the old you to adapt and the new you to accommodate so both past and present have value. The results of how you rule the different aspects of yourself become the chapters of your book of life. As you live day by day, you write your biography. You are the biographer of the most interesting read stored in the Akashic. Just as different royals rule differently in different areas, as the royal ruling over yourself, some chapters of your life you will write with different tones. Perhaps it might be explorative, maybe rebellious. Perhaps it will have a given tone of complacency, but either way, the story keeps recording as you keep living your life. You become immortal when your story weaves into another's, remembered by all who lived it. 
royals establish their place in history by aligning with other kingdoms. When you respect yourself and others as a royal, you form a similar alliance. Relationships with people who will share part of your story as a treasured memory. There are many parts of me that are sad and feel restricted because of the choices I must own. I am naturally boiling over with passion, but hold strong love in a passionless marriage. I love to dance, but my chances to do so are limited. I love to create, but never allot myself the funds to do so. I have a powerful energy, but feel undeserving, so I cut myself at the knees without warning. I am very silly, but have forgotten how to have fun. I love nature, but often find I coop myself in and snuggle into my sorrow with the excuse I have things to do. I love to learn, but can't afford to follow the route of academia any longer. I am exploring ways to show these aspects of my self-compassion by giving them moments to take the stage. I'll be honest though, passion is a tough one, but I pour myself into all I do with passion, which seems to work somewhat. I am working out a plan that will take me through a few more years of increased sacrifice so I can move myself closer to a life where all aspects of me can feel free and loved. But I haven't decided if I upgrade what is or sell into my dream. And which is the best path to invest in once I have built a nest egg. But I am working on the nest egg. Compassion is a keen awareness of the interdependence of all things according to Thomas Metron, a theologian, a theologian sorry, from the early 1900s. Joy becomes your ruling value when you show compassion for the different aspects of yourself and your relationships presented day to day as you live your life, writing a spectacular biography of how you live life to the fullest, interacting with the conscious energy of other royals and their kingdom of characteristics. Respecting yourself like a royal means loving yourself for all your traits, diverse aspects, and dimensions of perspective, including emotions and reasoning. It means you play the game of life with confidence and determination to achieve your goals in a joyous spring, string of experiences while interacting with a society by rule of compassion as you live life and what you experience becomes historical record in your book of life. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. The question is, a confidence booster from the emotional hygiene activity cards. Throughout life, we pick up baggage carried by our internal dialogue. There is one for confident thoughts, one for uncertainty, one for doubt, one for angst, one for pressure, and another for fear. Tomorrow, you are only allowed to bring the confident carry-on with you. How can you tell your brain to leave the negative dialogue in the rest of the luggage behind? By reminding yourself the thoughts are not accurate. I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the World of Joy cards, which will be the opening question for next week. The question drawn is, what makes someone deserving of joy? Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural. Smile as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. 
This has been Heidi Hardy on the Mind Matters podcast, created by A Light for Changes. Have a great day.